Episode 100 is here, everybody. We have made it 100 episodes in. And as promised, I was joined by my beautiful mother, who needs no introduction, the one and only Ida Haber. The optimal life. I'm not used to sitting in this chair. <laughs> Look at Nathan. Black, red. Look at red, black, red, black. You would have thought we would have Right? These balloons are cool. Right? It's a We're celebration, rolling. baby. We're rolling. We're rolling? Yeah. Okay, well, listen, everybody. Hi. Uh, welcome to a very, very exciting episode. This is episode 100 for Nathan Haper's Optimal Life That's debut. About it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, the way this happened is that I wanted to get on here. And the only way I could get on here is by telling Nathan I want to interview him. Anyhow, Nathan is going to do most of the talking because up from 1 to 99, he has asked everybody else questions about themselves. And I really did think, you know what, when I've listened to these episodes, Nathan, I'm thinking, you know, I bet you your audience wants to know a little bit more about you because you have a story. We all have stories. But before we start the story and the journey of Nathan Grant Haber, <laughs> that is his given name. You guys call him Nate. By me, he's always Nathan gift from God. Um, we have a little celebration to do besides the balloons and the flowers. We sure do, baby. This is, see, this is, I knew that there was a reason I brought you here for right? episode 100. You got it, honey. <laughs> Very classy. What do you got in there? Well, oh what do you do? Oh my gosh, she's got glasses. Look at this. This champagne. is unbelievable. She's got champagne glasses. This will also be published on YouTube, um, maybe not right away, but within the next day or two after the uh, audio version's out, so you'll be able to see this. Wow. Okay. Who's going to do the privilege? You? You want me to? Sure. <laughs> You're like, I'm not breaking this. <laughs> wow. We have to Thank do a you, toast. Ma. You know us with you toasts. You know, I've gotten some amazing gifts on this show. Yeah. Like that uh, little placard in front of I you I love this. I saw this when I walked in. The Optimal Life. That was given to me from uh, one of my buddy Vince when they came on for their... The Optimal Life with Nate Haber plaque. That's so awesome. That kind of cool. I think it's real cool. I've gotten some... I don't know, coffee and tea from various guests. Yeah, I saw that tea when you first got it. That was awesome. Be careful. We don't want that in anyone's eyes or anything. This might take another five minutes of the podcast, that's okay. but that's okay. I have all night. So uh, we're going to sit here, and Nathan's just going to give us some of his uh, his life's journey. You know, it, you know it too well, don't you, Ma? I know it very well, so I'm not going to divulge. Not gonna I'm not going to divulge anything. You will take us on your journey. If there's things I think you left out, I'll ask you to like. We might leave some things out intentionally too. So. Well, of course, we might. We might do episode <laughs> two hundred. You got to leave the match. All right, here we go. Okay, babe. Uh, how do you pronounce this, Laura Perrier? You took this French. is rosé. I don't know. This is ridiculous. This is beautiful stuff. But here we go. We're popping the champagne. Here we for go. Episode one hundred. Okay. One hundred. Woo! Okay. Cheers, yeah, babe. So I, I actually asked you, do you want to drink? You said, just a water. I was like, that's weird. You thought it was weird, huh? Well, I, I knew that you said something about maybe we'll do some champagne. So Yeah, I, I would have said that vodka. Good? Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, and really, we have to give um, a shout out to Regina Eisenberg because she bought that for me. Oh, there you go. Yeah, only the best from Regina. So, Regina, Regina, you thanks are. for the good stuff. Right? We appreciate it. So, my toast to you, the Haber family love... We love to give toasts at birthdays and anniversaries and nope. just for, for any time, right? Yep. So my toast to you, Nathan, is that 
the first hundred went by like a dream and may the next thousands whatever you want to come from this may it happen to you and may god bless you and keep you healthy and happy throughout the years thank you ma you're welcome love you. sweetheart Cheers. i love you too Nothing like having your mother give you a toast on episode. She goes right to the sentimental stuff. <laughs> this is why I worried about you because I should have a whole thing of tissues down here with us. Jeez. No, we'll, we'll keep the tears inside. This is good. Right? This is really good, yeah. I told you, Regina only does the best. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't want to drink too much because I didn't eat today and you don't want to see me drunk. No, we don't. So, Nathan Grant Haber, let's start off. Let's start your journey because it really is... An interesting journey I don't know how far back you want to go I would love for you to go back people you know let me just say people look at people's lives thinking oh everything's perfect and everything's so easy in their world because a lot of us don't share the ins and outs right and you have a story even when you were a young a young boy to get to where you were today it wasn't so easy for you I mean academically that came very easy for you but you didn't want to study right uh, but you know you were tiny Mm -hmm. And you had some incidents that I think affected your life going into adulthood until you were able to realize it. So why don't you share? Go as far back as you want. Um, let's see. Go back to where you had me in a tutu and I was <laughs> and, That's and not a tap dance. And, <laughs> geez, um, no, I mean, listen, I think my childhood was pretty good overall. I mean, childhood was, was great. Um, came from a loving family, obviously, very hands-on, maybe to a to a fault at times. But, but I didn't hit. No, 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 not hands-on like that. Like just uh, involved, mm -hmm. involved in our lives in a hands-on way. Um, but, uh, you know, I think childhood was good. We were, I remember growing up, um, I was smaller when I was young. So that some of that stuff stuck with me. Uh, there were some bullying incidents. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, you know, seventh grade, eighth grade. I was go. I went to public schools, and there was a diverse mix of people. So there was times where guys would bully, and uh, it, I was an easy target. I was naturally an easy target. Why do you say that? I just think I was smaller, and I came from a pretty s soft, sensitive environment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these guys didn't. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'd come home to warmth, in those kind of things and love and, and a lot of these guys at that time when I'm 13 years old I don't know that right but they're going home to uh, not not those things they're going home to coldness and a lack of love and a lack of a, a support system a lack of an environment so when you're young and at that 12 13 14 year old age you don't realize that not everybody's life is the same right so you just think like why are these guys so aggressive mm-hmm I mean, don't they go home to structure and, they, and then you don't realize so many of them don't. There's no of those disciplines. Which you didn't realize at the time. You were just thinking they were bullying you for what reason? Yeah, right, exactly. Right? It was just like I was, again, I was an easy target. I'm a little Jewish boy, <laughs> like, you know, in, in at the at these schools where there was kids coming in from the cities and and they just had a different, they were, grew up much faster. Mm -hmm. And they were, you know, there was a feast or famine. It was like a kind of... You know, it was rough. And mm -hmm. when you're that age and you're unhappy with what's going on in your home life, you naturally are going to take it out at school with friends in other places outside of the home. How did it affect you? I mean, I think it, I think it affected me quite a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still remember. I still remember at seventh grade, I, the incident with the shoes. I was thinking yeah. that. 
I still remember that. And like those things affected me. I remember that incident. I remember there were some kids from other schools. Well, you want to share that incident with the shoes? It, the, I mean, the gist of it was that um, I walked in one day to, with some Nike Air Jordans. They were brand new. And this other kid that was in the class didn't like that I was wearing Nikes because those were quote-unquote his shoes. Mm -hmm. This is a 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. don't, don't forget, this is not... These are not adults talking to each other. This right. is the way uh, already at that age how how somebody was already thinking about material things and possession and those kind of things. And uh, he got in my face and said, you wear those shoes tomorrow, I'm going to beat your ass. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, and I was mortified. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was scared shitless. It was a black kid. Um, and like I said, I was like this little white kid. And, and uh, I came home and I told you guys what happened. And... Fortunately, for and you said, and you said, I'm not going back to school. Yeah, I said, I'm. Yeah, I said, I don't want to even go back to school, let alone wear the shoes. Right. And uh, of course, in, in your typical fashion, when you had to be hard and not sensitive and soft, you said right away, you said, number one, no, you're going back to school, and number two, you're going to wear the shoes. <laughs> and I'm going, huh? <laughs> and you're going, no, I'm, I'm not. Going, it's going to be a sick day tomorrow. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, long story short, you won that battle. You won that argument, and. Um, Ironically enough, I don't think there was much of it, right? Like, I went to school, and uh, you probably remember this stuff better than I do. And I went to school, and uh, and he didn't say anything. No, and you guys became friends. Yeah, and I know him to this day. Yeah, he's you a guys great guy. became great. Yeah, yeah, he's a great right. guy. Kids, kids are mean no matter what background they come from. Mm -hmm. Not all, but a lot. Yeah. Because they don't think about how they're hurting somebody else's feelings. They're projecting because they're kids, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, those, those things stick with you, though, still. Like, I, I still, anyone that has ever experienced any form of bullying or harassment mm -hmm. or whatever, that stuff sticks with you. So, yeah, I mean, there were times where I, you know, I took some of that and, and, I, and I, as I got older and I got a little bit bigger, I probably, you know, I had some anger that I was letting out from, mm -hmm. from being bullied as a chi in, in childhood. And it wasn't bad. It no. wasn't like I had like severe bullying. I don't want it to come across, but all it takes is a couple instances. That's it. You know, I remember one time I was at a park with some kids from another school system, mm -hmm. and they approached me, and I was pretty much by myself, and they got in my face. And when you're when you're fifth grade, sixth grade, are you kidding? Me? Like I look at that now, and I'm like, holy cow! Right, right. I mean, my daughter. I've got daughters that are right. getting close to that age. And right? as a parent, you 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 just want to be really like you could go after oh them, my right? Gosh. So, but but I, what I wanted you to share this is because people look at you, Nathan, like everything's, you know, wonderful, and no one goes untouched. Oh, yeah, right. I definitely haven't gone untouched. No, but no one has. Yeah. But from the outside looking in, people think, oh, what a charm life, which of course, compared to others, mm -hmm. we have. Right. But everybody has a story. Oh yeah. You, know. you want to tell a story about your watch, in seventh grade. My watch in seventh grade. When you got for your bar mitzvah. The tag hewer. That changed the channels. Oh, oh. You want to share that story? It was just... It's a funny <laughs> so you remember story. things, because being the parent, it's easy for you to... There's so many things as a, when it's your own life, you know, right. you forget so many of those Oh, yeah. Things. You've had some time to think about it, though, as we were getting ready for this episode, but... I tell that story all the time, I though. I mean, basically what it was, was I had one of those watches that just came out that changed the TV. Remember, Sharper Image? Right. And I changed, was able to, I was able to program it based upon whatever the VCR was. But let me interrupt you. How good were you in school? You behaved like there I was, was a pretty good, you good were student, right? A good student. You behaved. You never did anything left of centered. 
So that's so, why. And then, and then this came about. I must have been rebelling a little bit. This was like in that seventh grade time. Seventh this grade. was a busy time, you know, because I also got into that fight in the hallway with that kid in seventh grade. And you were doing nothing. And I didn't do anything besides get punched in the face five times. I mean, right. I mean it wasn't much of a fight, no. considering that uh, I couldn't do a thing. But, right. Um, but yeah, you know, the I was I got this watch for my bar mitzvah. It was a sharper image watch, and back then it was all VCRs. It wasn't even DVD players. And um, I remember you could you could the watch came with a little pamphlet, and if it was a Sony, you would they would give you like five different codes. If it was a Panasonic, so whatever that VCR was, I was able to like test out the different codes. Panasonic, okay, two two five five. Oh, that didn't work. Two two five six. Oh. It looks like it just caught it, and uh, and this teacher, our history teacher, or whatever he was, I think he yeah, was history. history. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he starts, and he was a pretty strict guy, mm -hmm. and he starts the movie, and on the TV, on the t yeah, it was just a TV. Right, I mean, there was no projectors. It was just a TV that was like on a cart that you could roll around, and uh, yeah, I mean, he's playing it for a couple minutes, and I just start fast forwarding the video. <laughs> And everyone's like, like, and nobody really. There was maybe one or two kids in the class that knew what I was doing. Uh huh. And uh, and then I, you know, I stop it, and you know, he's looking at it, trying to play. It. And then as he walks away, I start fast forwarding it again, and people are starting to like laugh because nobody really knows what's going and on. And neither did he. He had no clue. And right. then and then all of a sudden, like, I'm and now I'm rewinding it. Now I'm turning the <laughs> volume up. Like I'm just do like people are like roar like it was crazy. And he's like, what is going on here? Because back then, there was nothing like this. This right. this watch I had was like like Jetsons kind you know it was yeah. just so fast forward and um, this went on for a good 10 minutes where he would like try to figure out what's going on then I would turn the TV off altogether <laughs> so uh, our good little neighbor and then I don't know he must have he must have figured it out yeah. right because no, I got caught no he brought that guy in from the, the IT guy or something oh, yeah he yeah. brought somebody in saying what's wrong with my TV yeah oh my god and then you got caught and then I got a phone call <sighs> yeah and that wasn't a good day for me I'm sure well, in, in, well I have to be honest I remember I was ironing I get a phone call from school, the principal telling me what you did, and then they told me what, what was they the were... principal. Do you remember? I don't. It's hard to remember. I don't remember yeah. the principal, but I remember sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, Nathan did this. You're like, no. And I find <laughs> I found it funny, you know. I just found it really funny. Yeah. And uh, then they told us, they told me what they were going to do for a punishment, and I, at that flat out said, I think the crime was much less. Than the punishment, like you had a week of detention. Yeah, they wanted to really make clean, an example out of it. Right, me. and you're going, guys, because he was playing with the TV. Right, yeah, right, and you were as good as and gold. It's not like it was like a third strike. And you've never like, done anything right. right. Yeah, yeah, that was the same year that that when I went into class that one day, that kid said, "You're in my seat." Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, this was what I was exposed to at that at that yeah. age. It's crazy. You, you were know? An easy it really gets, it gets you ready for the. It wasn't just me. I mean, anyone that's at that school. That do, that doesn't know how to really defend themselves at such a young age too. You get thrown into this like reality of real life. Right. Like, man, this is it's a cold world. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of unhappy people. You know. Yeah, but that you know, Nathan. As we listen, everyone has a hard life, but it's an attitude. It's a thought, mm -hmm. right? Uh, there's a lot of people who have it terrible, but their attitude. You think they're on top of the world. Right. You've even interviewed a few. Oh yeah. People that yeah. You, I, I couldn't get out of bed, and these people are like having, yeah. their th you know, as happy as Their be. mother abandoned them at eight years old. Right. Or that was just a recent one. Or a terrible illness. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. But let's go back to you. So we go through school. You go through high school. What do you, What do you remember about high school? I, I thought high school was. I think. See, for me, high school was a, a good path to, for my blooming 
it was a little bit late. It wasn't my first year or second year. Right. But it was more like that summer going into senior year. Oh, that was huge. That was a big moment, I think. Yeah, but, you know, don't forget, high school, this is what you... you and as you tell your story, your viewers will realize that you're here today because you've never given up. Right. So many times you would have been able to give up. You know, all three of you, you and your other two siblings. Yeah. But you've never given up. But with high school, you did you want, you want did tennis. Mm -hmm. You were awesome in tennis, but you wanted baseball. Yeah. Remember? Well, because I played that growing up as a kid. Yeah. yeah. But this high school baseball and Little League. When I remember when I was trying out for high school baseball, I'm going, there's no way in hell I'm making this team. <laughs> yeah, we were saying the same right? thing to ourselves, yeah. not to But you. I was good as a young growing yes. up, but I didn't stick with it. And I wasn't the most, I wasn't fast. I wasn't the most. Athletic. But you tried. I tried. I mean, I was pretty good at all sports, to right. be honest with you. But at that level, to make the baseball team after not playing for whatever it was, six, seven years. Right, right. And all these guys, that's all they've been doing is been right. playing baseball. Um, but I tried it. Tennis was good. Tennis was cool. And you never questioned. No. Right? If you didn't try it, you might have been saying, what if? Right. You never want the what ifs in your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to have a few, but you never want a ton. Yeah. And that won't be you. I think my senior year was good because you guys let the reins down. Oh, yeah. Especially you. I yeah. mean, my first... I had like the earliest curfew. We were 16 years old. I had to be on like 10 o'clock or something crazy. I remember. No, not that early. It was pretty early. Pretty early. Maybe 1030 at yeah. times. Did you ever have to lie to me though? No, of course not. Yeah, but because <laughs> what I would always say to you though, right? right? I, I would say to Nathan, even if we don't like the answer, don't lie. Yeah. Don't lie. We won't yell. You won't get in trouble. You be honest as, and, and we'll deal with it. Yeah. And even like your senior, when everyone was sleeping over. I always think about that. Right. So senior year, you kind of pulled a 180 because, you know, I'm going off to school. Right. So you're like, all right, I have no choice. I mean, seven months from now, he's going to be gone anyways. Right. So why am I still? So you kind of switched. Like you became probably the most laid back of all my parents. The, like you passed everybody and you went to the other side. Because I trusted you. Because you like at that point, you're like, okay, you're 17. You're going to be 18. Right. And you're going off to school soon. Right. So I remember that, like everyone thought that, I think we were at a hotel, wasn't it? You went to a hotel. We were at a hotel, eight, 17 years old, drinking, have beer and all this stuff. Right. I don't even know how we got it. That I never did. I have I no never, idea. Maybe someone brought it. Probably got it from one of the older kids that we were friends with. Who right. knows? Someone had right. a fake ID. Right. And we were at, at a hotel and you just said, is anyone driving? Nope, no one's driving. Right. Are you going to be safe tonight? Yeah, but we're staying at a hotel. I don't even think I told you we had beer, but it didn't matter. Right, I didn't I just so. told you, you know. Right. And everyone else thought we were all sleeping in my house. All the other parents. I think you might have even had to tell the parents. No, 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 no. No, that's not how it went. You said to me, Mom, I'm going to be honest with you. We're staying at a hotel, but all the other parents think that they're staying at someone else's house. And I said to you, don't tell them you're staying at our house because oh, I won't lie. Oh, that's what it was. Right. You right? Said, as long as they don't call me and don't ask, I'm I not going to say yeah. anything. Yeah. If they don't, because if they call and ask if so-and-so is sleeping here, I'm going to be honest. Right. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. But to your point, I didn't have to lie. Right. Yeah. I didn't have to lie. So then that got me ready for school, um, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't ready for school. Right. When I say school, college. I went off to Miami, Ohio. Yeah. 18 years old. Why weren't you ready? Maturity-wise. Mm -hmm. Just wasn't ready for it. Would you have done a gap year looking back? Oh, 100%. So you think that's for people 100 who 100%. Yeah, I, would have. I agree. I mean, I wasn't ready to go off to school. Right. That's a 1.9 GPA. Are you kidding me? Like, that's not ready. Well, you didn't go off with a 1.9. No, that's what I got my first semester. Yeah. That just goes to show you that you're not ready. Right. You're not, you're not, it's not that I was stupid. I was to Miami, Ohio. Right. So. Well, you got into all the schools you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, I went into Miami, Ohio, and 
my first semester I get a 1.9. What does that tell you? That tells you that I'm not emotionally ready for school. That's right. what it tells me looking back. Sure. And that's what anyone that is in that situation now, that their first year or two years, whatever it is, right? If you're getting if if you got into a school like that, mm -hmm. it's not by accident. You had to be somewhat competent and smart enough to get in. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're getting 1.9s or 2.0s or whatever it is, and that's not really what got you there. Right. You're not ready for it. You're you're you want the you want to party. You want to drink. You want to go out. You want to go, you know, run around and chase girls and do all these things. You're not. You're there for the wrong reasons at that time. Well, listen. Not everybody's disciplined. Not not everyone feels like you. Some people go off. They're disciplined. They're ready to go. Right. Right. But a lot are like you. Oh my God, I'm free. I'm on my own. No mom and dad to bother me. You know, let's just yeah, have a good oh, time. Oh, I don't have to go to school today? Right. I, I don't want to go to class. Nobody's going to yell at me? Right. Oh, there's it's snowing. I don't feel like walking to class right. today. And that just builds on each other. And mm -hmm. if you don't know what you even want to go away to school for, mm -hmm. then it doesn't... If you're just there to... To, to me, a, a degree nowadays especially, mm -hmm. which changed over the past 20 years, you have to go knowing with what you want to get. Right. Like, you need a continuing, some, like, professional designation if in my opinion okay. to go to school nowadays like whether it's engineering it doesn't have to be like a graduate but if you want to become an engineer then you know you have to go to school if you want to become an attorney or a doctor or uh, a CFO a CPA you, you, there's things that you have to do mm -hmm. if you're going away because you want to major in history or you know communications or some, something in the fine arts but you're just doing that to say that you got a degree right that is one of the biggest mistakes I think people make now. Because look at the um, the uh, debt coming out of college. Well, yeah. Loan, loans, yeah. loans and debt. But if you're going in for like a communications, an undergrad, usually you're going at doing that to get to your higher education, right? If you Hopefully, are, yeah. right. Not everyone does that. Um, college is totally different than it used to be when you were growing up. Mm -hmm. It meant, it still means a lot. But at different levels, yeah. right? Yeah. You want to share your college experiences? How yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that the, the big story that I wanted to bring out, which not many people even know. Well, here you go. Is, uh, well, you could probably <laughs> help me with some of it because to me I was in such a, again, what year was this? Was I my second? I missed my second semester with a uh, shirt shoulder. shoulder, so that didn't help. Mm -mm. No. I went away, on. I got a 1-9 my first semester. Right. I'm at school for like a week or two. Dislocate your shoulder. Shoulder surgery. I have to come home for. I'm out. Yeah. For the whole semester. Right. I go back. I'm living in that apartment it, at in August. Well, you went back in August. I went back in August. Right. So now it's the. You're a semester behind. I'm a semester behind. It's the fall semester of what would have been my second year. Right. And I went into U Commons. That. Right. Yes. I lived with those guys at U Commons. Right. And that's when Ryan was playing. Oh no! It was. It was. The, so I did a semester there. Right. Didn't do much better academically. Right. 2.0-ish. I mean, it was, was really, the first couple semesters were brutal. Rough. It's amazing I got into law school. Well. But, you know, my first two semesters were like a 2.0. Right. And then uh, and then it was. So was that in, ninth, in 2000? 2001 then. So January of 2001. January of 2001? Yeah. Because Ryan's playing basketball. Okay. Right? It's in that time. Ryan's playing ball. January, February, March. It's it's that time frame where the basketball team plays. Right. Was it before 9-11? Because 9-11 was... 9-11 was... Um, 2001. 2001. 
It was before 9-11. That was January it was of January. 2001. Yeah, it was January. It was January of... Because I remember I was I was at, at the apartment when uh, on 9-11. Okay. But that semester, when I was back there, I wanted... I had first semester brutal grades. Mm -hmm. Second semester, I wasn't even there. Right. Surgery. Right. That was horrible. Terrible. Couldn't even put my socks on for months. No. Third semester, which is really... But you wrote really poetry. Does your audience know you... Yeah, I've you're talked great. about okay. lyrics and poetry, which yeah. I've always... Yeah, you're very that's talented. That's been my thing. Yeah. Uh, hidden talent. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't even remember that, but I couldn't write much. It, was, it must have been yeah, well, my it was, left hand yeah, it or was. something. Yeah, but to make some money, you advertised in the Jewish oh, right. News yeah. that you'd write poetry. You wrote yeah. some poetry like, uh, for wedding, people. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. So I did that. Third semester, which was really my second semester. Right. Another disaster. I mean, fun. But it's oh, just yeah. a disaster academically. Right. You guys are trying to talk to me, trying to motivate me on winter break. Right. And I so was kind of... break. I was MIA because that's when Arlene was passing right. away. One of your best friends was dying. Right. I mean, it was a brutal time. Right. So then uh, I went back to school and I, I was miserable. Mm -hmm. Miserable. And, and, and for the first few weeks of the semester, just doing the same crap again. Just partying, not... The switch wasn't going on. I was surrounded right. by smart guys, too, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. All those guys in that quad of that apartment, yeah. they were all driven. Yep. They were all super smart. They they all knew what they wanted yeah. to do. And I'm like the derelict of this crew well, at the time. Immature. I'll use the word I was immature. immature. I don't have any Spoken derelicts. Like a true mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, long story short, I remember I wanted to come home. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember I was sitting... I've talked about this before, actually. I was sitting outside... With a buddy of mine who was in the quad, he was older. He was in his. He was graduating that semester. His name was Dominic Coletta, who's actually now the judge in Lynnhurst. Mm -hmm. I think it's Lynnhurst, or he wasn't. He's a judge now. He's a municipal judge here. So he was going off to, to law school. He already was in Cleveland Marshall. And I remember he sat me down outside, and he goes, "And this again, you talk about moments that stick with you, whether it's bullying or harassment when you're young, or that something that's beautiful like this mm -hmm. in a tough moment, someone being." Down, he says, dude, and you know, he was only a couple years older than mm -hmm. me, but to me, he seemed like he was 10 years right? older than me, but by the way, he like saw life at this point. Sure. And, you know, he said, bro, he goes, he goes, he goes, you have a lot of, you have a lot of potential. He's like, and you're throwing it down the tube. I'm paraphrasing. He goes, you're throwing it down the drain. He goes, get your shit together. You know? And I remember I was sitting out there and I was just, it was just one of those moments, like, like this guy, first of all, he he doesn't. Was this before you were going to come home, or this was before I was going to come before home? Before you called us, yes. Okay. And he said, "Get your shit together." Uh huh. He says, "You're throwing it up." He goes, "Because I told him I'm leaving." Can you believe he's uh, swearing in front of his mom? I told him I'm leaving. Yeah. You know, I, all these guys knew. Remember, because I had my mindset, I'm going home. I'm going to just come home. I want to watch Ryan play basketball. It's his senior year. They're on a good team. I want to see him play against like LeBron James and all this crazy stuff. Stuff that means nothing in the grand scheme of life. Right. I want to be home and, and I'll figure it out and then I'll regroup and I'll, you know. And uh, so I told him this and he was saying, dude, if I were you, I would really think long and hard about that before you do. He goes, if you do, then good luck to you. He goes, but, you know, get your act together and, and uh, he's like, I don't want to see you waste your talent. So I remember I'd be on the phone with you guys. For that week leading up, because I told you that week, I said, I'm miserable. I said, I'm coming home. Call me on Monday. 
called you on a Monday. Uh-huh. It was probably late January or uh-huh. something. I said, I'm going to just come home, and I'll come to Ryan's basketball game this Friday. I want to just hang out. And and uh, this was after weeks and weeks of you saying to me, you know, got, you have to stick it out. You got you guys are doing everything in your power. You guys Even that week. That Monday I started that with Monday you. That Monday you did. But I feel like as the week got progressed, you kind of backed away. Well, because there was no there was no convincing you. You would say, "Come, on, you want to even drop out. You want to go to Lakeland. You go, I'll go to Lakeland. I said, Nathan, don't do it. You don't want to go to Lakeland because you're already in a university. Once you drop out, it's, it's just a harder climb. Because mm-hmm. I knew you wouldn't do it. I, I just knew you weren't going to do it. You knew that if I came home, that was it. That was it. Yeah. I knew it. So Monday, I was. I remember I was sitting on the step. Jeez, he's bringing that back some memories. <laughs> right? I'm glad we got some of this uh, champagne here. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at. Well, we're celebrating now. So. But this is you know, this is why I love for you to tell your story because people have to see you have to persevere. You can't give up. Right. You got to keep you know kicking the can down the road to get to where you have to be. But Monday, you, I was adamant with you on the phone. You hang up the phone. You call me Tuesday. You say, I'm telling you, on Friday, I'm coming home. Tuesday, you and I were going back and forth at it. Wednesday, a little bit. And then, and then I know Thursday. That was it. Thursday, I figured, well, we might, why is, we should get his room ready, yeah. right? Yeah. And Friday morning, my phone rings at 11 a.m. Well, what happened was, before the phone call, I packed up my entire car. That day. That morning. Because you were going to be home that morning, you told me. That morning, yeah. I woke up, couldn't sleep that much, woke up early, and I even had my buddies helping me pack the car because I, <laughs> I had a lot of stuff to take home in that Pontiac Grand Am. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. So I packed up my entire belonging at Miami, Ohio, and I was saying goodbye. I had my mind made up. It was weeks and weeks and weeks in the making. It was actually probably a year and a half in the making, but I, my mind was made up. I'm coming home. I'm dropping out. And I felt so, so good about even when I was like clearing out my room. Because leading up to Friday morning, my room was becoming thinner and thinner by the day. So I was clearing things out. I was getting ready. And it felt good. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here get home again. And, and uh, packed up the car, walking up, saying goodbye, hugging all the guys, you know, hey. And, and now I'm starting to feel like a little sad. Sure. I'm saying goodbye to everybody. Yeah. And I know everyone's looking at me like, this guy's an idiot. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure in the back of my mind I was thinking about that. You you, know, you feel like you're letting your, your brothers down mm-hmm. a little bit. Closing a chapter. Closing a chapter. You're probably never going to see these guys again now because you're going to a whole new place in yep. your life. And who knows? And So I was saying goodbye. I was sad to say goodbye to those guys. And, but I you know, did my goodbyes and uh, checked the room one, one final time. Everything was out. The room was completely clear. And this was a nice apartment. Oh, beautiful. Nice, it was bare bones at this point. Just whatever was there, the bed and the desk, that was part of the room, and that was pretty much it. And you were supposed to move into your other buddy's room, which was a much nicer room. Right. But you chose Oh, to... but I, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... So I, I stuck in this room, which was not as nice as one of the other rooms in the unit, but whatever. I, I, that didn't sway my... I was leaving school no matter what. Right. I get down into the car. I've said goodbye, and I turn the ignition. The car starts, and... It was like one of those out-of-body experiences that you cannot explain unless you live it. Mm-hmm. And it was just numb, just numbness, like tingly, anxiety, numb, just anxiety-ridden. Something what I went, my body was hot, numb, tingles, and I just sat there and I'm going, "What in the world is this?" It was like something I had never felt. 
and I, all of a sudden it's like I became like somebody punched me right in the gut. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even breathe because I know how much I could. I had already convinced you guys that there was no turning me back. Right. I mean, keep, the the psychology that's going in my in my mind all of a sudden is I'm going. Wait a second! Don't start letting doubt creep in now. Mm-hmm. Your whole car's packed up. Mm-hmm. You've said goodbye to everybody. You, you have to leave now. Right. You've already said goodbye. You right. can't renege on the goodbye. And then, but with what I did with you guys and and, and convincing you not not convincing you, but making my point clear that I was coming home and this Loud is and it. Loud and clear. And uh, I just sat there and I remember I turned the car off. And I'm going, oh, my God, this is freaking crazy. So now you tell me the next part. So before I go in there, because, and, you know, the answer right now could be a simple no or yes. Do you think that was God talking to you? Did you think that back then or were you too, you know, young to even go there? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that that was definitely a sign from... Did you pick up on that then or no? No, I think I did. Okay. Because yeah, we'll, we'll touch that further. But yeah. So me. Um, so I am in my bedroom and waiting for you to arrive because you said you're leaving early Friday morning to come home. And I'm calculating. It's 11 o'clock. My phone rings. You're going, oh, honey, how much? <laughs> I, I did. Yeah, I Don't remember you remember? I remember I you said, go, hey, how, how you, far are you? close. Yeah, yeah, yeah how yeah. far are you? Almost home. Because it was a four-hour drive. You figured I was yeah. on the road for You said you're getting out first, first thing in the morning. Right. First thing in the morning to me was eight, how you felt not, was going to be six in the morning right, in my mind, right, right. you know? So by 11 o'clock, I was having you pulled in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go, Ma, I just don't think I could do this. And while I'm doing this to you, oh, honey, let's talk about it. You know, <laughs> you said, no, I, I don't know if I should come home. And while I'm saying, let's talk about it, I'm jumping up in the room going, yes, 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 I am. I'm jumping in my You're room. jumping without screaming. Like it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I can't let you hear me because <laughs> I have to be real calm about it. And uh, you said, but you said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come home today, which was a Friday. I want to go to Ryan's game to watch him play tonight because he was varsity. He was on varsity, first string. Is that what they call string? Yeah, for first string. Basketball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you said, I'll go back after the weekend. Now, I knew, Nathan, no way once you came home you were going back. Right. Your car was packed to the gill. You weren't coming home. So I said to you, Nathan, Ryan's not playing tonight. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I said, Ryan's not playing tonight. There's no reason for you to come home to see him sit on the bench. Right. I had no friggin' clue if he was playing or not. Of course. I made it up. Yeah. I said, Dad and I are going to come home, for, come down to you first thing tomorrow morning. We'll go. We'll talk. We'll spend the day. And at the end of the day, if you want to come back with us, you'll get in your car and you'll come back with us. Did you know, once I opened the door, did you know I was staying? At I did point? not. Not 100%. Okay. But I knew that I was going to try everything in my power to see for you to see the light to stay. Right. You know, you could take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, Nathan. Mm-hmm. With anything, yeah. Whatever you have kids now, whatever was so clear as day for Dad and I, you guys didn't yeah. see. It's got to be so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Oh you, will, you will, you will see. It. You I know will live it. it. Listen, you have three kids. Odds are you're gonna live you're gonna it. Live with it. At least one, if not all three of them. You know, they, so everybody gives you a little give bit you something. something. Of yeah. course. So Dad and I wake up first thing in the morning, and we come down. You guys must have been talking about it all. Oh night. my gosh. All night, <laughs> I, I, we didn't couldn't even watch. Ryan did you, what night. did you guys think though? Because my we never really talked about this back then. Like, what did you guys did you guys think? Like, there's a chance that he's gonna be able to turn his grades around. Like, what was so something about you that we always said to you, but you probably didn't really believe is that 
you had the it factor. Yeah. You could have done anything you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is academically, in, there's eight, nine forms of intelligence. Right. You have a lot of them. Uh, okay, I'm Thanks, a mom, Ma. I'm bragging, but it's true. Yeah. You had the academic ability to get straight A's if you wanted, but you were lazy. I realized you that now, motivated. Actually. Oh my it gosh. Didn't take me, but I, I didn't realize that until Well, recently. we kept telling you that back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We drove you crazy. Maybe that yeah. was the problem. Maybe it was too much. Maybe it was too much. You never know. You know, uh, so you guys were thinking like, if we can just get to him and let him uh, something the switch, but maybe this in your mind was the beginning of the switch, maybe flipping. Well, because I needed it. it's I like needed anything it. else yeah. in life. When you yourself realizes, when you realize you're an alcoholic, a drug addiction, when you yourself realize something is going on, right. then the person that is looking in and loves you knows there's a chance to help you right. change. Sure. When you, you called, yeah. when you called and said that, that to me opened up a huge door, because you were so adamant up until that moment. So I knew a huge door opened up. That had to be so shocking for you. I, I'm you telling you, it's the most shocking thing probably to this day that's ever happened. No, not ever, but well, one, one of the top. Them. One of them. Yeah, yeah, for you. For me, I'm saying. Yeah. With me, oh, yeah. for sure. Because I was so set. You on it. were so set on it, and I knew, and so did Dad. When I'm saying I, it's Dad and I the two of us mm -hmm. but you know dad worked 90 100 hours a week so i took over the i was a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. my job was to raise you kids right so uh and discipline right right, right and wrong but i we just knew we just knew that this would have been the one of the biggest mistakes one, oh my gosh it would have been, been because you years. wanted to be you, first of all well we'll go we'll talk about well, i wanted to get her to become a sports agent right. which is what i always wanted to do and you needed and you a law really degree do it without doing the law i mean you I had to back then yeah or you could have gotten a graduate degree of some sort but yes okay I mean, so we knew you if you left there there was no return because your grades you wouldn't have gotten into another university because of your grade right. point average we drive there. We I could come have gotten there. into Lakeland, maybe. Yeah, of course said. you could something have. It was like, community like a two-year associate degree. Absolutely, which is not a terrible place to no, go. Not if you have something specific in mind that you're looking to do, but that didn't fit what I wanted. It to just do. would have made it a, your journey a longer road. Right. We get to Miami. Couldn't get there fast enough. Your car. You came to see out the back window, and right. we walk into your apartment. No one's there, and the place is a pigsty. Do you remember the rest of the apartment? The, the place, bathroom was disgusting. And the room the that you were supposed to move into. Yeah. Okay. The room you're supposed to move into, the fan had inch this thick. And I said, why would you it want had, to stay it here? It had uh, like mold it was and stuff or dust. It was neglected. Yeah. So at that point, I said to myself, I am going to make this room sparkle for you. I remember you. that. You guys went to like bed, bath, oh, whatever was up everything. There. Because, yeah. you know, you have to feel good right. when, you, when you're living someplace. Right. I, I wouldn't want to stay there either. Yeah. You know, a bunch it of guys. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah it it's disgusting. just a bunch of guys. You know, um, and I did nothing to help the room because I wasn't interested in being there. And this is the other years. room you were supposed to move into that yeah. we made pristine. Right. So we made the room pristine. You kept everything in your car, and then we went for a late lunch, and we're and we're talking and talking, and then we said to you, you know what, Nathan, this is your decision, whatever you want, and you're sitting at lunch, and you look at Dad and me and say, you know what, I'm going to stay. Is you that remember what, that? I just said it just like that. You go, yeah. You go, I think I'm going to stay. Well, I think I'm going <laughs> to stay to me is like, I'm staying, right? right? Yeah. No. So we go back. We unpack your car. We made that room the look room was like, like uh, a palace. Like the, yeah, it was like the king's palace right? at, at, uh, in college all of a sudden. Yeah. When you're a parent, you are going to do anything possible and sure. to have your kids make the right decision for themselves. Right. And that night, we left without you. 
So you just came for one one day. One day. You didn't even stay for the night. Nope. You knew that. You knew that. Nope. We gotta get in. Nope. Get him re yep. regroup, reset. Yep. And get the hell out of there. Yep. And get the hell out of there. The longer we stay, the odds are he's gonna want to start feeling sure. to come back home. You because know? you know what? Because I wasn't. I had no direction. Right. Where I wanted, None. What I wanted. I knew what I wanted to do. Like I knew I wanted to like become a sports agent one day because I saw Jerry Maguire or something. Right. You know, like. But but I didn't take it. I, I didn't. If that was point Z and I was at point A and B, I, I didn't even think about how to get to C, D, right. E, F, G, etc. Right. I just, so I had no real... But that was a pitiful time for you. Yeah, it had to be. Because after you, you did graduate, boy, did we, <laughs> we brought everyone down to Miami, oh, Ohio my for graduation. And all my buddies, you took everyone out to oh, the river. Geez. Remember at the river? Yes. That place was amazing. Oh, are you it kidding? Was we celebrated that graduation. Oh, we sure did. They were probably going, why is that celebrating this graduation? <laughs> for undergrad, Everybody right? Else, all my buddies were graduating too with me. Yeah. All my buddies from Cincinnati, right. Lebanon. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, you, you guys took everyone out. We, you know, we're uh, taking we're out. Everyone, Come on, right? you guys. 20 guys. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We're taking everybody yeah. out. I, it was hotter than, you know what, sitting there watching you. You know, for commencement. But, but what happened? Cared. I started just getting, my grades started picking up over the next couple of years. You know, success breeds success. Yeah. And you started, you just, you just started turning around. Everybody it's matures. It's a maturity. It was that's a matu it. For me, it was just a maturity thing. But then, you went law school. And right. then you had your journey with your law school. Jeez. Nothing has ever come easy. That, well, I'm, that's what I'm showing yeah. everybody about Nothing you. Nothing has so. come easy. You know, and I remember I used to tell my buddies that I'm going to be a sports agent. And uh, they'd laugh. Mm -hmm. They'd laugh. And I would have laughed, too, if I were them. <laughs> what right? are you talking about? You, you're going to be a sports agent. You just were about to drop out of college this last year. Right. Let's let's see where you are. Let's get past college before you start talking like that. Yeah, we won't mention names, but I remember one guy said, no way will you become anything. Yeah. So, um, so anyways, um, I, got my, I, I had to start focusing on getting my grades up. Right. And um, you, did you change your major from business to political? I went from side? business to pol political science. I was never really in business school right, there, right? Because you have to get in. I was doing like some pre-business courses, but again, my first year, two, three semesters was kind of just a wash. Like yeah. it was just nothing. But then I switched my major to political science because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is a path to at least get to law school. They like this degree. Yeah. Um, nothing that I really loved that much, but I, I, I didn't want to go into finance. I didn't. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, what's the best path for me to get to the next step? I feel like, okay, I'm putting this kind of in a some methodology here, mm -hmm. and I chose political science, which I talked to the counselors at school, and the counselors would say, hey, this is probably a good path. If you're not going to do business, do poli sci. You can't do much with it if right. you're not going to do law school. So if if you're not going to do law school, we would suggest something else. But if you're going to do law school, you're 100% sure this is the way to go. And changing your, your major didn't put you that far no, back. No, I wasn't that far back because most of my stuff was pre-courses. Right, right. And I didn't change it like my senior year. I changed right. it early, my third, fourth semester now. So, uh, yeah, and I just started I started just buckling down more. I wasn't the best student, mm -hmm. but I started taking it more seriously. Mm -hmm. Now my 2.0 was a 2.5, and then the 2.5 was a, you know, Maybe it's maybe even a three zero. It and climbed. It, it climbed. It climbed into the three zero to three five range. Mm -hmm. One or two semesters. I remember. I think the best I did was like a three four, three five. Mm -hmm. One of the semesters. And again, I'm still not taking it. Looking back, I didn't take it that seriously. Right. Like some of my roommates, those guys oh, took yeah. it really seriously. For sure. But um, but I took it seriously enough to get it to because I remember my counselor said if you could show a story mm 
when you're going into law school, anyone that's listening to this that's struggling, maybe in your first year, first couple of years of college, and you're lost or confused because that you're you're at least one out of two people at school that get lost like that. Oh yeah. Know that there's a path still. It's not over. I mean, that's the one thing that I realized. It wasn't over for me because my first two or three semesters were a disaster. Right. If you could show a story and, okay, I was 18 years old. I had no focus. I had no... But then when I was 19 and a half, 20, look at uh, my grades are going up. And look at this. If you can get involved in some type of group activity or sports or club sports, Mm -hmm. the more you can do to show your well-roundedness. Especially now. It's very competitive. And then if you could show like a... um, a um, trajectory. Trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could show that, and and, and it's going to help the counselors. They'll throw out your first year grades. They won't even look. Okay, your GPA is obviously not great. Maybe it's a two seven five because of what happened your first year. But if they take away the first year, maybe your GPA is really a three point two. Yeah, but you still had to take the LSAT. Yeah, I had to take the LSAT. You know? I had to take the LSAT, which you know I I, I didn't love studying. I didn't no. love school. No, I just didn't love it. And if I really would have applied myself, I would have oh, been straight A's. Geez. I would have. Right. Like when I took that. Um, oh. Like when I just took that damn uh, um, IQ test the other day. I went uh-huh. online, took an IQ test, scored like a one thirty or something. Oh, now you're bragging. Well, I have now to. you're this bragging. Is my, this is one of my chance now. <laughs> this is, I won't do this for another hundred episodes, so I better take okay. advantage of this. Uh, but you know, th- like those are the moments where I realized if I just applied myself more into the books, I would have been probably like yes. you said, more of a straight A student yeah. or A's and B's. All. But, but you that's had to not do what that to get here. Yeah, that's right? not, that wasn't my path, and that's right. not who I was. You still have to have a balance in life. Right. Some people, that's all their life is, and yeah. that's great. But right. works for them. Um, so the LSAT. Uh-huh. The LSAT was not easy. Uh-uh. And, uh, you took it twice. I took it twice. Yeah. I think I did better the first time. <laughs> yeah. Or no, no, no. No. I did a 154 and then a 157, I think, the you, second you time. You improved the second time to bring it up a little so bit. So 157, which I was still, it was decent, but it wasn't right. great, but it was good enough. Got me into some so, law but, but wait, for everyone to know, it, it's a lot to, to study for this LSAT, oh, right? Geez, yeah. So you don't like studying, but you know you have to do it, and so you're doing it. Yeah. And that only once, because you the, the first grade was iffy. It was 154. It was middle of the pack. But So you did it again. Yeah. It, there's a pattern with you, Nathan. It's always been that a way. Pattern it with it you. happens again a few years later, that, which is where you're going. That's right? exactly where I'm going. So... Um, so I did the LSAT, took it twice, um, and uh, I took a year off yeah. college. Well, you to had to. I had to because I needed some work experience. Well, you didn't get into law school. I didn't get into law school my first year. Is Correct. That what it was? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why I was, took a year off. You know, I don't even remember some of the details. Oh, yeah. Be a parent. Yeah. Well, I, that's right. what I mean. You guys know better than I do. Sure. Yeah. When you're in it, it's hard to remember. So I didn't That's get into why you any, took it the second time. So I didn't get into any law schools the first the time. The first time you did not, did not get nobody, into any. Nobody. Zero. Are you sure? I am as positive okay. as you're sitting in a red chair. Okay. Well, this yeah. chair's pretty red. Yeah, it's pretty red. <laughs> That's why you took the LSAT the second time. Okay, so I, got, I increased the LSAT. I got yeah. a job uh, working at Elk and Elk, doing Correct. a uh, internship for a few months. Yep. Just something to add to my resume, right. get some experience. And you also worked. Some great contacts there. You also worked for the bankruptcy court. I did a, a, a little, little bit. internship with the U.S. Treasury right. the Department to look good on which an application. Look good right. on an application to law school. So right. I did that. I got a nice referral from from Lee Fisher. Yep, beautiful referral. And uh, and a couple other people that wrote letters mm-hmm. on my behalf and said, I think this guy's got what it takes to be successful to get through law school. Yep. Uh, 
know he's not like your your first choice. <laughs> not on paper, he's your first choice. But so then you go in, and then um, I think I interviewed in person with a couple schools. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I don't remember either. I just I remember did an interview got... with something. Maybe it was around the bar exam. It's hard. It, it kind of gets blurry. Right. But, um, right. But then I ended up getting into several schools. You, right? Yes, you did. I, I got into... But you got into the one you wanted to the most. Cleveland State. Yep, you wanted that. I wanted Cleveland State. I wanted to be back yep. here. I was gone for, in Miami for five years, uh-huh. four and a half, five years. Right. Um, I even did a summer semester at Miami, which was great. That helped your grades. That helped make my grades. And I was at that point, I was kind of like in a flow. Yeah, you 3. got... 3.0s, like 3.3s. I think you took two classes, you got A's in Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you never gave up. No, never gave up. And then I went off to law school. I got into law school. Uh, first year of law school, you said you thought they were talking a, a different language. Yeah, I remember those first few. <laughs> what is going on? And everyone's smart. Right. Right. So you're like kind of like but, looking around. But everyone thinks the same thing. Everyone's the thinking year. the same thing. What language? First year of law school, hands down, of all of my school experiences, first year of law school was the most enjoyable of anything I've ever done. Most enjoyable? Most enjoyable. As hard as the first year was. I never knew that. Yeah? I learned something new today. You never thought you could learn anything new. Never. Because what it is, is you're coming together with a whole new group of people. Uh Uh-huh. Everyone's kind of in the same mental space. Yeah. You know, everyone's happy to be there, wants to work hard, but everyone also still is having, a lot of people were still having fun. It's not like a bunch of, at least not at Cleveland State, it Mm -hmm. wasn't like a bunch of Harvard kids buttoned up and we were hanging out, having fun, going out. Oh, you think they're buttoned up, but you never know. Well, right. right. Yeah. They put on the persona. Yeah, yeah. But, but, um, but for us, it was just like all this new camaraderie and mm-hmm. friends. And, I mean, you know you know that these people are going to, a lot of them are going to be successful. And these are good contacts to mm-hmm. keep in, to keep as you grow. It was just cool. Like, it was just, a, a, it was college part two. Yeah. Except we're all more mature. Yeah, So right. think about it. Like, college part two, you've lived your 18 to 22 years. You had a great apartment I took a in year chemistry. off. I was already like 24, 25 going to law school. Well, so I was a little bit older than some of these kids coming You were. Too. And, and, and your maturity level really, you really started changing at 23. Okay. Uh, you know, you. I remember I used to just want to drink and sleep. Well, you just want to be partying. You or, know, you were young. That's what I mean. Like right? partying. Partying. Who doesn't want to do that? Sleep until 10 right. or 11 at night at 21 years old. But at 23, old. you were like, that was, you turned the corner and you totally changed the, the switch. That was the year before I started law school, correct? Right. So that was the year in between graduation. Right. Because at like 24, I started That law was your gap year. Yeah, that was <laughs> my gap year. You needed an 18, yeah. you took it at 22. I took it at 23, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the law school is a great experience. Um, came with some challenges, for sure. Let's talk about the bar. Yeah. Let's yeah, move forward the bar. Yeah. How many times did you take the bar? We've been going for a while. Um, time flies when you're having fun. Right? Well, they'll have to do part one and part <laughs> two. <laughs> Um, well, I took the bar twice. Uh, I took the bar three times. Yeah. I took the bar three times. Okay, actually. now pause. So everyone could get themselves off the floor after hearing you took the bar three times. Right? Yeah, I took it three times. Okay, wow. do you remember why? Well, the first time I took it um, was the summer after graduating, naturally, mm-hmm. from law school. And um, I, my main focus that summer was the NFLPA, NFL Players Association. Right. And all I cared about was... You had to take a test for that. Yeah, yeah right. and it was not an easy test. Right. So I went from... The way that the NFLPA exam comes out, you have to register the January of... Mm-hmm. They keep the registration open for 30 days. So January of 2008, when I was graduating in May of 2008 mm-hmm. from law school, I had to apply to the NFL Players Association because I was already working, as you know, as an agent. Right. Quasi-agent. I wasn't registered yet, but I was working with players rep here yeah, in Cleveland, sure. and I was helping him out. 
Um, so my main focus was like, all right, graduate law school and then pass this NFLPA exam because you are on the doorstep of finally getting what you said you what were going to do five, six years earlier of becoming a sports agent. And all you have to do now is pass this test. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's all that mattered. But you did take the study course for the bar. I forgot what it I was called. I took the, um, the, yeah. Kaplan, the, not Kaplan. Yeah, Kaplan. Yeah, Kaplan, they do a study course for the bar exam. Yeah, you did that and, and the uh, other. And I did the NFLPA studying right. on my own where they send you materials. Right. But I clearly didn't give the bar exam any real effort. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was clearly not prepared. Right. So I passed... I did not pass the bar exam. Right. I had to go to the bar exam, and then the next day I had to fly to Washington, D.C. and do the NFLPA exam. Right. Um, And that was a couple days, of course. So it was like a couple days in Columbus and then a couple days in Washington, D.C. I didn't really care about Columbus. I didn't – when I took that bar the first time, I knew I didn't pass it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, if I passed it, that was the luckiest thing that's ever happened to somebody. Right. I passed the NFLPA exam. That was all I cared about. Yes. Got registered with the NFLPA I'm officially a licensed agent now. Mm-hmm. Joint players up full time. This is a dream come true. Here right. I go. So that was the first time. You guys continue to push. I think. Well, we said Nathan, at least do it number two. You right. went to law school. Why get a law degree and not pass the bar? Right. Well, you know. Like you put all that work in. All it's just that work for and one, money for you. Sit not, for one right. test. Right. It's not just sitting. Well, the, the right. amount that goes into it if you do it the right way. Right. And you really so, put a lot. Of effort into it. You know, and Yana was pregnant, if I recall. No, no, no. You weren't even married. No, the the the. Uh, you got oh, no. married in '09. That you. The, you I got married out, in '09. You found out the weekend of your wedding. You didn't pass the second time. Is that what it was? You found out Thursday. Okay, so we were okay. So we're right. not pregnant. The pregnant. Okay, the third time. Okay, so the yeah. second time. Yeah. The second time was you're, I was you're engaged. Living with a girl, your girlfriend, your fiance. Right. We were engaged. And now you have to and study. And we were getting ready for the wedding. Right. And then I had a study. That, it was that summer again. Yes. Of 09. Yeah. We were getting married in October. Right. And I was really my first. Now keep in mind, I had just in April, I had just finished my first draft mm-hmm. as an agent after recruiting all fall. Right. So I became registered as an agent the prior August, September. We went after the, a bunch of players, yes. September, October, November, December, January. January is where all the guys are signing with you after their season's mm-hmm. over. And then we took them through the combine, took them through the pre-draft, the combine, all the pre-draft stuff to draft date. And I ended up having two second-round picks, well, a third-round pick, and a sixth-round Did you send Ohio pick. State player that yeah. year? And you were the first. Well, Larry, that was the year prior when I was graduating. Oh, that was the, yeah. Okay. I hadn't even graduated law school yet. <laughs> it was a but great then story. The, my, my, my first year as a registered full-time agent, I had the 40th pick in the draft. Right. And then I had the 63rd pick. So both of those guys were second rounders. Then I had the 66th pick, a few picks later in the third round. And then we had a, a, a sixth rounder as well. You're thinking bar. And I'm going, yeah, and I'm going, this I'm is never amazing. I'm never doing that. That, that. that weekend of the draft, to have two second rounders in my first time ever and yeah. four total draft picks, it was like, this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, we were like one of the top 15 firms just in that draft alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, you know, okay, I'm going to do the bar, try to make everyone, I'm going to try to please everybody else. But again, I'm, I probably wasn't doing it for myself because it was back to like just not feeling that. Right back If you don't there. feel it, it right. goes back to the same thing that I was doing when I was 18, 19 years old. Sure. If you don't feel it, you don't put the attention to it. But y- you were bummed because you found out Thursday before your wedding. Yes. Yes. October 30th. Where were you at when I, did I call you? Yeah, I was at your house. You were outside in the lo- in the driveway, or you were inside the house with us? <laughs> I was inside, inside well, the house. Well, I remember the you. one time you were in the driveway. That waiting. was the last one. Okay, there's because the- we couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh we couldn't my take it anymore. Uh, 
You think these gray hairs and 30 uh, pounds heavier yeah. is this because of This is how I lost all my hair. Yeah, you, right. Yeah, yeah being sure. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So, yeah. So, that you're right. I, and it was, you and it was the third. You, what did you say to make me feel better? You said something about... Well, you're getting married this weekend. Don't focus. Well, on I said, don't let this ruin your weekend. I mean, come on. Right. This is the, this has to be the best weekend of your life so far. Right. Right. And you're gonna let this test ruin you. Right. You have a job. Yeah, you said you're you have a, a job. Agent. You're, 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 you're licensed. We're gonna have a great weekend. Right. And, and don't even think about. And I think you said don't think about it right now. I said, and don't then you'll think figure about out it. if you ever want to do it again. Well, no. And then I turned around. And I says because you'll do it a third time. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty and good. you said no way am I doing it a third time. So that was the summer of 2009. Yep. My second time. No, I, I yeah. did not pass the exam. And again, every time you take this exam, you have to go to Columbus. Yep. You've got to stay down there for several days. It's two days of exams. And uh, it's just... It's, brutal. It's brutal. It's I mean, the, 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 if you do it the right way, it's really brutal. So mm -hmm. the second year I did it, I the first year I clearly didn't do it the right way. The second year I did it a little bit more right, but you did. I half-assed. I, I did it still not the right way. But you knew what to expect. I knew what to expect, so I did make a commitment to everybody that I'm going to try this one final time next summer. Was that the second one you're talking about? No, no, no. The third no, time. the third time we had to bribe you. Yeah, right. Oh, that's right. The third time you guys had <laughs> you to bribe go, this us. This is ridiculous. I'm yeah, you had to bribe me with some monetary <clears throat> or some kind of gifts. Yeah. And you know uh, what? Bribing will get you everywhere as long as it's. And I, but I said this is the last time I'm going to. Oh, do you this. did. You said, I said the third I said, time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it. I don't. I, I, I'm not. You know, the marriage is behind me. Right. You know, uh, I'm not going to have to worry about the the, the NFLPA exams right. long behind. I'm now in a flow with my career. I'm going to, I have the flexibility with my job, fortunately, right. where I could do this one more time. Right. Signed up for the course one final time. Yep. And I remember that summer I was at the library every day. Yeah, you were. I mean, literally from like 8 a.m. to sometimes 3 p.m., sometimes 6 p.m. Right. But it was every day. Right. And I, and I remember I just grinding away every single day. Like, I had so much anxiety of failing for the third time that it, it it's made it forced me to, to anxiety's do it. good it forced it does yeah if you do it the right yeah. way if you, if you hone it's it a motivator right way, yeah right i had so much anxiety of if i don't pass this thing a third time i everything i've done is a failure in, in this in this law respect like i i've worked too hard to do this so i i gave it the attention that it deserved every day that summer unless i was on the road doing right. a recruiting trip or whatever if i wasn't recruiting or if i wasn't on the phone with or taking somebody out to lunch or doing some research on, on some NFL stuff, I was studying. And I remember going into that exam and leaving it more importantly. And I remember, I, I probably called you right away, and I, because I remember I said, if I didn't pass this exam, nobody passed this exam. You felt so good. It was like ridiculous. You felt so good. And I think like, I, I don't remember, my, I think like you needed like a something 05, 405, 605, I don't even remember, and I blew it away. Yeah. It wasn't even close. You did, you were, you felt, but you were still nervous. Well, because of course, you don't it's know so until you know. Some of the so, parts. yeah, I mean, right. it's, it's an essay. Yes. Don't, don't, you know, there's, there's multiple choice, and then there's these long, long legal essays yeah. that you have to write, and that's all who's grading it. Right. So, and then the day you so find out. The day I find out. I'm um, parked outside your driveway. You don't even know I'm there. So, this is the, uh, this is probably August of 10, 2010. August or September? No, it might have been later because I, I found out in October. October, so it was well. You took well. It I took August. the exam in August. Found out October thirtieth. Yeah, October thirtieth was it's it? It's always at the end of October. Yeah, because it was obviously the day, a couple days before my wedding, so it was probably the same thing the final the next year. 
so on my one year anniversary pretty much yes um, you got I, I opened up the uh, online to yep. see and, and my name was there there it was and I just I remember I was screaming we were screaming <laughs> it was crazy we were screaming and, and uh, I remember I think I called you and you were outside. I was parked outside. You drove you away, no, right? No, no. You had no idea I was parked out there. I had there. no clue that you were out there. No. You just knew that I was going to find out at like 9 a.m. in the morning. Well, the first two times I was standing there, so I thought, maybe I'm not your lucky charm <laughs> right. anymore. So I'm out there, right? Right. And you don't even know in your driveway. So I, you call. I go, I'm right here. And we were going and nuts. We were going nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Was it worth it? Oh, it is. Totally worth it. So for people listening, Nathan... I mean, it's exhausting. This is a good going, story, Mom. I'm this tired is, now. Right? It's yeah. exhausting, but... I haven't really shared ever these kind of details. It's so important because there, if there's only one person out there that will take something away from your story to keep them going, to motivate them, to take it maybe a break and then pick yourself back up and keep moving forward, then all this, well, all this was worth it. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it, it was. And... Sometimes it tastes sweeter once you have to go through some shit. Totally. You know what I mean? To get there. 100%. That's it's, everything. If, if everything was just easily handed to you in life, it, it's it's kind of nice, right? No, it's easy. It's easy, but it doesn't taste nearly as sweet as when you actually have to work for it and struggle to work, you know, struggle and struggle until you get there. Right. Whatever it is, you know, that you're yes. overcoming or, or you're falling short or... You want to quit. It's easy to quit. Yes, and it's exhausting. When you are doing it, it's exhausting. That's why you just have to keep saying to yourself, take that step forward. Keep moving forward. If you have to take a day off to regroup, to get mentally. And you know how I feel. It's so critical to have God. Yes, back to your God. It's so critical. You were too young maybe to realize that. That really, that was the force behind you. Not dad and me so much, but it was God. Because we all live under God's eye. So let's talk about a little bit more of that. I mean, how much longer do you want to go? Uh, whatever you want. You're okay, the host. you tell me. You're the host. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bore everybody. However, so your journey goes. You become an NFL agent. Things are going really nice for you. And then all of a sudden, now back up. I always told you children that, that you guys were never coming into the family business. Do you remember that? Yeah. I thought you guys had to figure out on your own to make your own career, to be able to support yourself. Mm -hmm. So all that I'm telling you guys, you're not coming to the family business, and one day you called Dan and me over, and what do you say? I said, I think I want to come <laughs> to the family. I think it's time. I go, what part didn't you hear? Right. Right? No, you definitely didn't want us coming in. I gave you the bad and the ugly and a little bit of good. Yeah. I mean, you didn't want us coming in. I think Dad wanted me in more than you wanted me in. Right. Um, and, and Poppy wanted me in. Oh, so I mean, yeah. he was a big advocate. Poppy's my dad. Yeah, yeah. So he was who who passed away how many years ago? It'll now? be eight years, January uh, January twelfth of twenty twenty. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, he was a big advocate for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I did the agent thing for a few years, and I was at a point where I was at a crossroads with it for various reasons, and one of the big reasons was stability. And we had this family business that had been around for quite a while that Dad was running for many years. So I knew that that was more stable, obviously. And uh, there'd be some emotional rewards and just rewards going in. Mm -hmm. um, so I went in, I came in. I ultimately, I, I, I parted ways with uh, Andy at the sports agency and um, 
it was a transition phase in like January of 2011. Uh, I started phasing out at, at, at the agency, uh, agency and, mm-hmm. I, and I started phasing in at PDI. And uh, listen, we've had some ups and downs. Right. I mean, again, nothing's been easy. To the outside, people probably think it's it's always easy. of course. Always. But when I came into PDI, we were going through some tough times, uh, again, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, we turned things around. Mm-hmm. We reorganized. We put different processes and systems But you in weren't place. thrilled either. Oh, I wasn't this thrilled. This is another journey, right? You weren't I wasn't so thrilled. thrilled. You were a little I mean, bored. I, I was a little bit bored. It's a slow industry. It's defense contracting. Right. NFL, you're running all over the place. Yeah, this is a farming industry where mm-hmm. you have to go and farm the relationship. Right. What I mean by that is it takes a long time. Yeah. When you, you cultivate. Know, this, is, this is cultivate. This is not a hunting man's sport. Right. Uh, you know, sports agency is a hunting sport. Right. You get in, you meet the guy two or three times, and he's, let's get it done. Are yeah. you signing with us? Yeah. Right? Yeah. This is... This could be years and years before you see a contract. This is a long, long, and it's it's just different. It's defense yeah, contract. Totally. It's completely different. Right, right. So, I mean, we were going through some different things at the business, the company. Uh, timing was tough. Growth. Um, um, just trying to figure out my spot and mm-hmm. learn the learn, learn. And yeah, there was times where I was like, "Did I make the?" I mean, I struggled with that for years. Yes, I did. You I struggled did. with it. A couple me. times you're going to leave. Remember. You well, quit a couple times. Yeah, we were we were going through some tough moments, and and I just wasn't feeling it, you know. And I just to PDI. Jeez, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it's about we'll, time you. We won't get into we won't get into that. Uh, yeah. Story. You're, when you bring your dad on, he can go down that journey. Yeah, him and I will talk more about it. But um, but uh, to your point, it, it it it's it's not easy. It's not easy when you're working in a family business, even when things are great. Sure. You know, there's different there's different dynamics, yep. relationships. You don't want to offend anybody. You want to make sure that you keep business and pleasure separate. Yeah. And I think we do actually a pretty darn good job with it totally. overall. I mean, I, I honestly I think we do a good job because it is a full family affair over there, but it doesn't come without its challenges. And uh, family business, even when things are when when the things are good or not good, it, it's just it's different because. You have to be the ones, especially as a second generation. Mm-hmm. Um, the second generation, there's a stigma of second generationers yeah. that they're the ones that that ruin the business. Yeah, right. So a lot of run second, it to the ground. Run it, run it to the ground. Don't know how to do it the right way. Right. Are not interested in doing it. Right. And they're just handed it. They don't want to do it. Right. They're handed it because they're the next in line. Yeah. A parent dies or whatever, or gets sick. Yeah. To, becomes theirs. Well, they only were just doing it just to make a living. Now mm-hmm. they have to run the company, and the company goes right down the tubes. Right. Not to everybody. No. Not every. I'm saying the stigma, though. There, the general and there stigma. Is. Well, I'm sure second. there's a big percentage that that happens. There is, and that's why the stigma is But we is know great. some that are uber successful second and third generation. There's, there's guys that uh, that take it in t- to a different plateau exactly. to the other side. You that's know? what we expect and, of you guys, by the and way. continue to grow it and, and do do even bet bigger and better things eventually one day. That's our expectations, if you uh, didn't know that. That's our If you didn't know that, that's what we want. But, and hurry up, hurry yeah. up. But, um, but it, listen, it's come with challenges, but um, looking back now over the last several years especially, I've gotten the clarity I needed mm-hmm. and uh, and realized that this was 110% the right decision. Yes. I, you we guys see, know that. We that, see the difference too. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the last few years especially – um, I was able to put the because you know, I, I always had the regret did I did I leave agency too soon right. should I have started on my own right because even you guys s- said to me do you want us to help back you and you want to start your own agency right 
And I said, no, I want to come in and do this. And right. Well, so because, there was all those options right. and opportunities. And then I would second guess. You know, naturally, you just second guess things. When when you're in a certain situation you go and you're going, this is not quite what I expected. Mm-hmm. It's easy to just second guess. Sure. It's easy. Again, it's easy to second guess. But back to the God and, and, and let go, let God and all those things that we talk mm-hmm. about. And, you know, back to the Zushi episode. Right. Like, you, awesome. you have to also remember that that's... If you live by the principle that you are where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you are in the, this is where you're meant to be. This is what you're meant to be doing. Mm-hmm. Don't fight it. Don't question it. Just go with it. It's just, whether that's 100% right or not, right. it's a healthy mindset to have. Right. It allows you to accept where you're at. Not saying become lazy and stagnant oh if my, you're not happy no, where you no, are. No. But accept that there's a reason that something's happening to you or for you. Well, as long as you do the journey right, Nathan. Because then everyone can use it as an excuse. Well, I'm not going to work anymore because I'm supposed to be here, laying on my couch. Because the difference here is that God has given us all free will. Right. So we do have the free will to make our choices. Not that all are right. Some are wrong. Some are right. But you have to go and make these choices. And then when you're sitting here, you are supposed to be here. Even though if you made some wrong choices in in the past... Maybe that wrong choice brought you here. Exactly. But you'd still have to make choices. Yeah. And you have to fall. And then you have to live with your choices. Right. Right? But um, so wouldn't if you, wouldn't, have you always believed in God? Have you just started believing in God? Was there an epiphany for you? I don't know. I mean, I I think I've always believed in God. Um, You know, I I, I feel like... uh, I'm becoming a little bit more spiritual these days, mm-hmm. a little more in tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even this podcast has allowed me to connect on a deeper level with people mm-hmm. and a deeper level internally and in my with myself and and with God. And um, you know, you may find me at a at a service once in a while now, or <laughs> like a religious service. Yes. Or, I've always believed in God. Have I always kept God in my life um, as close? At times, as I should. No, I've probably there's times where I've, you know, probably questioned or just not taken taken the the thought of that into account. Uh, but I've always been a believer in God. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, at the end of the day, is how 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 can you not, you know? Right. Yeah. Look at a newborn baby. That's all you have to do. That's it. Look at the colors of vegetables. When you uh, see fruit. that baby. Oh. Oh, Come into the world. Ah. You don't need a question anymore. That That's the most powerful thing that I think I've ever... We've probably both ever witnessed. Oh, did we not? Yeah. That right? was probably the most surreal, powerful thing I've ever seen. Watching Ariana being born, uh, I got the privilege. Yeah. Yana let me be in the delivery room with you guys, which I was just unbelievably touched. Mm-hmm. Being, you know... I'm the mother-in-law. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's unique. And I'm holding her left leg. You're holding her Jeez. right leg. Allah's over there yeah. watching. And, and out comes this miracle. Yeah, and you can't believe it. You cannot believe what you're witnessing. Again, that's something that unless you live it, yes. you cannot understand it. Yes. It's this life is crazy. A living human being coming out of another human being. That is, to me, the most. That's just so wild. Right. That's so wild. What did you think of this uh, so today? Oh, so I thought this is awesome. You're a natural. She's going to have her own <laughs> podcast soon, everybody. We'll do Jack Team. I love this. I could go on forever. There's so many stories that you haven't shared about yourself either. We'll save that for the 200th episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Because okay. uh, I, in my head, I... I, I mean, how much I, can you... Oh, because there's, you have a lot. 
because everybody has a story. Don't sit home and think, oh, I have nothing I can share. Yeah, you do. Everyone has a story. You put someone in that chair, and you will bring out a story that they don't everybody remember. Everybody does. It doesn't matter if it's the guy that's collecting garbage down the street. That's right. Or the CEO of Eaton Corporation. It just doesn't matter. Everyone has a story, and you have a fabulous story. I always, I always said to you, you could write a book. Yeah. You know. Well, I, I hope that this uh, podcast allows me to share my story more. I hope so too. And um, highlight other people's as well. Right. And, and you know, this has become this 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 podcast for me has really been therapeutic. It's been it, it was the thing that hobby that I was missing in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I was confusing it with what do I want to be doing as a career, and I, I, that's that's what that was the missing piece. It's not that I so much was unhappy with, you know, where I was at. It was that I was not fully fulfilled with where with what where I was you at because I wanted a hobby outside of kids and work. Sure, I wanted my own thing. Yes, and um, starting this back in December of seventeen, so we're going two years. Um, it's just been uh, it's been an incredible experience. I mean, I can't believe we're here 100 episodes 100th in. 100th episode. I guess been. most finish after like seven or eight episodes I was reading. Most podcasts stop. Right, right. So here we are at, at 100, and I'm not slowing down. You're just revving up. Yeah. You have a whole host of things. You have an incredible future, podcast, and, of course, career. Thank you. Spoken yeah. like my true mother. You guys hear that? That's a good way to good way to round us up. No, it's true. So another uh, our, our last toast. I got to pour something here. Okay. Uh, I was obviously enjoying a little bit more than you were here. Well, I was you doing were, the listening. You were listening. And enjoying the journey. You did a great job, huh? Thanks, babe. Are you just saying that? No, I think that son? you could have a podcast in your future. Okay, we'll do it together. You, no, you I might think be so. pretty. You I might be pretty think. awesome. I don't know. Listen, Nathan. Once again. To anybody who you may have helped today or in the past, you're just a very kind soul. And, that you know, your name, Nathan, means gift from God. And you truly are. Everybody on this earth is a gift from God. But, you know, you, you get it. Right. And um, you're kind. And may your dreams and realities, like I always say to you, become true. And they are. And uh, life, life for you have has its up and ups and downs, but you have always come out stronger. So continue on your journey. Cannot wait to see what's next for you. And anytime you guys want me to interview Nathan <laughs> or anyone for that, <laughs> or anybody, I might have just lost my job. Over no, there. no, no. Uh, Thanks, Mom. Love you. Love Lathine, you, babe. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs>